Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Yep, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Welcome in, B. Mitch and Finley. I debated if this was loserish because... Our team here in D.C. is not in to play this sort of thing with the Cowboys losing yesterday. But I don't really care. The Dallas Cowboys got absolutely obliterated yesterday, and that's something that we can celebrate today. 800-636-1067 if you want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Toby Altizer in for Beamich and Finley today on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, the Odyssey app as well on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Hopefully you're enjoying your day off. If you got the day off of work today, feel free to hop in at any point during the show. Once again, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. Plenty to talk about today. We'll get into some of the stuff that kind of leads into the commanders. How did some of the guys that are potential head coaching candidates fare? We'll get into some of that. Bart Winkler from CBS Sports Radio is going to join us at 1 o'clock to kind of recap the four games we've seen so far in Wild Card Weekend. But we got to start with this. You know, usually you got a show rundown, Max. Usually you put all these various things and and what you want to talk about. You put different topics. The topic at the start of the show for me was this. LOL Cowboys. LOL Cowboys. What a joke. Horrible yesterday from them. And it's wonderful. <laughs> it was the best game of the year for me. It was, it was special. Like, I, I was watching the game... And I knew I had to, so just for everyone's sake, I had to pull a six to two today. So I had to get up at four forty-five in the morning, get all, all the way down here. Yeah. And with the snow. Yeah, with the snow. So my car was slipping and sliding all the way until I got to ninety-five. So that was fun. But nothing could bring me down this morning. Right. I had a smile ear to ear on my face all night throughout I was watching the Rams Lions game. I still smiling. I, I kind of felt like the Joker, but it it just feels so good watching <laughs> Then prove you right every time. It feels so good because I didn't know if my feeling about this game was the anti-Dallas bias that we're all born with out here. I didn't know if that was the case or if it was a real feeling. But it turns out it was a real feeling because Dallas never fails to disappoint if you're a Cowboys fan in the playoffs, right? Every single time they get into a good spot, it feels like they let you down. And it's wonderful for us here. And to be honest with you, I know we play the the opener and making fun of Dak, making fun of Jimmy Johnson's old, how about them Cowboys? Uh, it's great. And I understand you say, oh, that's loserish. You know what? 
let's just be happy for once, right? This team this year, let's just be honest, they were losers, right? This team this year was not that fun to watch. There's hope for the future of the Washington Commanders. We'll get into that in a little bit. But we can still relish in the fact that the Dallas Cowboys got nothing going on. And guess what? Now they're in turmoil. As much as everything's looking up for Washington, the Dallas Cowboys have questions at quarterback with Dak Prescott, got questions at head coach with Mike McCarthy. We all know he's gone. So who's the next head coach going to be? All this stuff that continues to go on with Dallas, we can still relish in that, right? There's still some fun that we can have. That's our biggest rival here in D.C. You know, in terms of hatred, Philadelphia, the Eagles have grown to a point where they're getting close, but nothing's ever going to touch that stupid star, right? And so we can celebrate today. So if you want to hop in, 800-636-1067, let's have a little fun at the Cowboys' expense today. Just an absolutely atrocious performance by the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. They start off down 27 to nothing, 27 to nothing. And you see that Dak and CD aren't on the same page and they're talking about it on the broadcast and basically saying, all right, Dak's got probably got to get CD more involved, right? They're down, you know, 20 to nothing at this point. They probably got to get CD Lamb more involved. They come out of the two minute warning. You're like, all right, let's see how they can get CD more involved. CD lines up in the slots. Runs a slant. Dak never looks anywhere else. Dak throws the ball thinking, all right, I'm going to get it to my number one guy. And Darnell Savage, former Terp, steps in and takes it to the house. How wonderful was that to watch that yesterday? And then at the end of the game, some people thought it was running it up. I didn't think so because Joe Barry is still the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, which we can get into that later too if you want. But 48-16 to with the Romeo Dobbs touchdown in which Jordan Love looks like a dude. Jordan Love looks incredible. He is slinging the pill. And this is what I'm hoping. I came from Wisconsin. I'm from this area, but I worked in Wisconsin before I came back here to 106.7 The Fan. I'm hoping at some point with my relatives in Wisconsin, some of my former coworkers, they're going to go on 30, 40 years having a franchise quarterback. I'm going on 25 years of my own life never having one here in D.C. Can we please change that? Like, that's why this offseason is so important for Washington. Getting Adam Peters is awesome. Getting whoever they get as the new head coach, looking like Ben Johnson, maybe someone else, that's awesome. Can you please get the quarterback position fixed? Can you please find one so at least I can understand what it's like to roll into a playoff game and you're like, yeah, we can put it on his shoulders and we're feeling good. And, oh, yeah, you know, next time we roll out there, we still got our guy. Like, That is what it's all about. And Green Bay's had that for so long. And it was just wonderful to see those Green Bay Packers, the young Green Bay Packers, do a couple things that have never been done before. Number one, youngest team in NFL history to win a playoff game, went into Dallas, where Dallas had won 15 straight home games, went into Jerry's world and said, you know what? It ain't Jerry's world anymore. It's Aaron Jones' world. Three touchdowns for Aaron Jones. You know what the craziest part is? After the game, it was snowing in Texas. I know. It's like Wisconsin just took over Dallas. They I moved, love it. Moved right in. Absolutely love it. And, th- th- again, this might be loser talk for a D.C. sports talk show to be just worrying about Dallas. I don't even care. I do not care. Because, to be honest with you, as a fan of this football team, this game, the one that my team wasn't even involved in, was the most fun I had watching football this year. Because... I don't know that there was a point this year. I get that there's not the stress maybe is involved because of the the personal attachment. But I don't know that there was a point 
where it was like what I was watching when they scored that Romeo Dobbs touchdown, and I was grinning ear to ear. And it wasn't just, it wasn't like a maniacal grin. It was just like, this is enjoyment, right? This is fun to watch. And I don't know if there was a point this season where I was watching this football team and thinking, this is just straight up enjoyment. This is fun. There were some good points. There were some fun times, right? The Jahan Dotson touchdown against the Eagles as time expired. That was awesome. And that was excitement, but it was still a tie ball game. The first two wins of the year were fun, but the the Cardinals win was maybe not as good as you would have hoped. The Broncos win was cool, but I, I don't know that it felt like that. Yesterday might have been the most en- enjoyment I've had watching a football game all season long. So do you remember last week or like two weeks ago leading up to the Cowboys game, a lot of people were declaring our rivalry with them dead? Or at least I heard it every now and again. You know what? And because it was they were talking f- about it on the broadcast too. To be fair, Washington hasn't gotten Dallas's number a lot. It's true, but in meaningful games. My point is the hatred in our hearts is still there and yeah, still and, being and you know strong. What? I don't even care if Dallas hates us as much. I really don't care. It's one of those things that if it brings me enjoyment, I don't really care if you like it or dislike it. I don't care. Every single time I watch that team lose a football game. It brings enjoyment to my heart. Does. Don't really care. And you know what? In this world where hatred is, you know, we're, we're here on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. You shouldn't hate, right? We're not, we're not, we don't want hatred in this world. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I was going to say, unless it's for <laughs> that blue star. It's not like I, I hate Dak Prescott personally. It's not like I hate Mike McCarthy personally. I don't hate Jerry Jones personally. But there's something about that Dallas Cowboys star that brings out a hatred in me that you can't draw anything else out. See, Max, like in my lifetime, as I've grown older, you know, I'm a Virginia Tech fan. I used to not be able to stand UVA, right, and those various things. Other teams, right, I can't stand this team. As I've grown older, that hatred is kind of worn off on various teams. It gets easier for sure. But there are two teams that it'll never go away for. That's the Dallas Cowboys, and it grows ever more for the Philadelphia Eagles. With each passing day. With each passing day. Now, that being said, not a big Braves guy either. Not a big Phillies guy. Really not much of a Philly sports fan. I'll give the 76ers a pass because of our guy Josh Harris. But uh, aside from that, not a big Philly sports fan. But either way, we can rejoice in the fact that once again, as predictable an outcome as there could be. And this, I, I tweeted this out after the Miami and Kansas City game. Because it seemed like... Anybody with a brain was understanding that with that weather, with the playoff experience that the Chiefs had, with the fact that the Dolphins, as as fun as they were to watch this year, as much as we like Mike McDaniel, you know whether you like Tua or not, Tua was a good quarterback this year. As much as all that was true, they struggled against good football teams. They had a one win all year long against teams with a winning record. Ironically, against the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> but. It seemed like everyone knew the Chiefs were winning that football game. And so I tweeted out, this was the most predictable result of Wild Card Weekend. And I was wrong. The most predictable result was the Dallas Cowboys in a big spot as the number two seed in the NFC playoffs, playing the youngest team in NFL history to make the playoffs, playing a team that was a seven seed. I know it's only been a couple years, but we can still make fun of it. A seven seed has never won in the NFL playoffs, and they fell flat on their face. 
They fell dead flat. And it wasn't something where it was, all right, the Packers are really just outplaying these guys. They were. They were. But it wasn't something where it was like, all right, it's a 21-14 game going into the halftime. It's a tight one. The Dallas Cowboys, they started out a little tense, but they're they're kind of loosening up now, getting things going. Nope. It was bad from the jump. That opening drive from Green Bay where this Dallas defense, and we'll give you a chance, Max, your boy, Dan Quinn. We'll, we'll give you a chance to maybe walk back some of the stuff we talked about on Saturday. Please. But Dan Quinn and his boys step out there on defense first because Matt LaFleur says, we want the ball and we're going to score, a la Matt Hasselbeck against the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. He says, we're going to go right down here and win this football game. And guess what? First drive of the game, they said, Dallas, your defense ain't all that. We'll run it down your throat. We'll throw it to guys who are wide open, and we'll do it all game long to the tune of 48 points. 48 points against this vaunted Dallas defense, this vaunted Dallas team that was the number two overall seed in the NFC gets absolutely stomped in their own place. It's just wonderful to watch. Jordan Love, 16-21, 272, three touchdowns. If it weren't for one incomplete pass when the Green Bay Packers inevitably pulled off the, took their foot off the gas a little bit too early, probably. They weren't going to lose the game, but you know maybe they could have done things a little bit differently. But one incomplete pass from Jordan Love at the end there to Tucker Craft. Changes it from a perfect passer rating of 158.3 to 157.2, which we're going to get into this in a little bit. It's kind of crazy. Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud's stat lines from their first career playoff starts, darn near identical. We'll get into that in a little bit later. But Jordan Love looked fantastic. Aaron Jones looked fantastic on the ground. And that's something else we got to get into. Everyone loves the passing game, right? The modern analytics say pass, 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 pass. And it's fun when it gets going. It's sexy to watch, right? It's the new, fun brand of football. I think there's something that you can pull a parallel from from the four teams that have already advanced in the playoffs. Really, all six. The two teams with the buys. Also, the four teams that have won on wildcard weekend. We'll see what happens tonight. But running the football is still a thing that you got to do. Still something that you have to be able to do. Look at the guys that have moved on it wasn't something where their quarterback went out there and threw it 45, 50 times. Might want to take notes, Eric Bieniemy. Even the guys that are experienced, right? Not like Jared Goff had to throw it 55 times to win. And even if Stafford would have won, he threw it more than probably the other guys if he would have found a way to win yesterday. If they could just one time instead of settling for a field goal inside the 20, if they could have got a touchdown, that game's totally different. But even so, they were trying to still pound the rock with Kyron Williams. Because the run game is still important. And I think that's why when you look at this team this year for the Buffalo Bills, I think that's why this year might be different. I'm excited to watch the game today. I'm excited to see what that weather does and how different it's going to be. It looks like they made the right decision on postponing that game because yesterday's conditions looked a little bit absurd. And not just to play football in, because ultimately you can pretty much play football in any weather other than lightning, tornadoes, the crazy stuff. They could have played football in it and made it work. You might not have been able to see it on the on the television or in the stands, but they probably could have played football. But for the safety of everyone in New York trying to travel to the game, I think that was the right decision. Still going to be some inclement weather today in Buffalo. Looks like there's still going to be snow. Still going to be windy. But this is why I felt like this Buffalo team is different than years before. They run the football this year. 
they actually run the football. It's something that when Josh Allen has been their quarterback, they haven't done. And when they have run the football when jo- with Josh Allen as quarterback, it's been with Josh Allen and Josh Allen alone, basically. You know, they had Devin Singletary. You saw what he looked like for the Texans on Saturday. He looked like a solid running back. I didn't feel like the problem in Buffalo was ever the the running backs. I felt like the issue was they didn't ever commit to running the football. And there is something to that, right? You have to commit to it. If you looked yesterday at what Aaron Jones was doing, his final stat line is 21 for 118 and three touchdowns. I believe at one point it was 11 for 30, right? He broke some off at the end, but that's a commitment to the run game where 11 for 30 is not a good YPC at all. You need to be getting at least three and a half yards per carry. He wasn't getting that. But guess what? They still committed to it. Why? Jordan loves a young quarterback, right? Only 21 pass attempts, less chances for a guy to screw up, honestly. It's not really trying to say you don't trust your quarterback. It's protecting them. And I think if you look at that from what happened this year for the commanders, they didn't protect Sam Howell at all. And that would probably be my biggest issue with Eric Bieniemy. I I'd like to see him get Terry McLaurin more involved. I'd like to see him get the ball to Jahan Dotson more. I'd like to see a little more creativity. But the biggest fault for me this year with Eric Bieniemy was the fact that he didn't just turn around and hand the ball to number eight enough. Hand the ball off to Brian Robinson. He should be getting the ball. I get that in modern NFL, the modern NFL, and this is kind of why people don't draft running backs in the first round as much anymore, there's no such thing as just a workhorse. You know, back in the day, and maybe other than Derrick Henry nowadays, you're not giving guys 25 carries a game. You're not really even giving guys 20 carries a game. Maybe you can get to 18, but usually it's somewhere around 15 carries a game. Obviously, it's different now that you get into the playoffs, but for the most part, regular season, it's 15 carries a game. You're not throwing them out there for 80% of the snaps. It's usually like a 60-40 split. That's why you like to have that one-two punch with B-Rob and Gibson here. But... I think the biggest issue that Biennemi had this year was the fact that everything rode on number 14's shoulders, and when number 14 started to go downhill a little bit, then you started to see him incorporate the run a little bit more, but you still got to run the football. It helps out so much. It helps out play action. As much as analytics people want to bring in that, well, you don't see a noticeable difference when you run play action if you have an effective run game or not. That's something you can see on film, right? Analytics can break all this stuff down to an extent, and that's why I'm not anti-analytics. I think that analytics are a tool, and sometimes people misuse that tool as the only thing, right? You know, just because you have a hammer doesn't mean you can do it for every job, right? If you're needing to screw something in, you can't really use a hammer for that. You could try, but it's not going to do the job as well. You got to have different tools. Analytics is a tool. But you got to use it in conjunction with your feel for the game. You got to use it in conjunction with your understanding of the game, understanding of how to be a effective head coach. You got to use it with balance on offense. And that's something that they didn't do this year in Washington. I think it's important. I do think analytics are important. But I think you need to be able to use that as a tool and I feel like something that we saw this year that we saw in these playoff games is the run game still matters, and it didn't matter this year for Eric Bieniemy in D.C. Let's continue talking about these playoff games. What would you make of the Dallas Cowboys losing to the Packers, 48-32? to You want to talk about the Lions game or the Texans beating the Browns or the Chiefs-Dolphins game? Feel free, 800-636-1067. Also want to talk about this, 
this run game stuff, right? I mean, I feel like the run game is still important in the National Football League. Is that something that you need to see in a new head coach? Is that something that you need to see incorporated more with whoever comes to D.C.? 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Toby Altizer in for B. Mitch and Finley today on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I wish it were blue skies outside. It's snowing in parts. Is it still snowing outside, Max? I don't, I don't, I can't see outside right now. Um, uh, looking out the window, I don't see any. I've been seeing flurries every now and again, but it looks like it's Either for way, the large part. It, it's stopped. been snowing in the area all morning. Doesn't matter. Dallas Cowboys lost. It's blue skies. So, as much as I care, right? It's a beautiful day. 800 636 1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines? You want to talk about what we saw in the first. Four games, a wild card weekend. Want to talk about the run game being involved still in football, which some people seem to to forget about. Feel free, 800-636-1067. Toby Altizer in for B. Mitch and Finley today. Let's get out to Jeff in D.C. Jeff, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing this morning? Doing great, man. How about you? That's good. I'm doing great. Uh, first of all, it's always an awesome day when Dallas loses, especially like that. Um. <clears throat> But I wanted to talk about our team, uh, about our coaching sure. situation. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people are high on Ben Johnson. But me personally, uh, Bobby Slowick to me is a little bit more impressive because of like what he did and the quarterback situation with Houston, a young quarterback. Um, I think his offense is like a little bit more explosive. It's not easier on the quarterback. He moves the pocket a lot. He actually – um, Mayor's couch and he he comes from that system, um, and what it's just when you see his offense, like when they when they play when they played Cleveland, <clears throat> it was just so impressive, like how he just tore that Schwartz defense up, which the Browns actually have a top notch defense. Ben Johnson, uh, like in the big games, to me. I haven't seen enough of me to want him to be our head coach. 
Um, I'll look at Slowick and I look at Mike McDonald from Baltimore. Mike McDonald has he went against both of those offenses and he basically shut both of them down. And I know everyone wants the offenses minded head coach, but <clears throat> I think if he gets the right offensive coordinator, it can be one of those situations like back in the day where Gibbs worried about the offense and uh, you know the defense was handed down. The defensive coordinator handled everything on that side of the ball. But if it's me, if I want to go, if I'm going offensive coordinator, I got to look at Bobby Slowick. I, I really like him a lot, um, especially it's very similar to what we're going to be going through with the young quarterback. He went through that with C.J. Stroud. They were horrible last year. They got a quarterback. He worked great with that young quarterback. And, I mean, it, it, it can be just me. But I looked at the game yesterday against the Rams, <clears throat> and I don't think highly of – I don't think highly of Raheem Morris' defense, but I, I don't think I've seen enough from Ben Johnson this, the last two years, actually. And I just prefer Bobby Slowick over, over yeah. him. Yeah, and that's no problem. Jeff, appreciate the phone call. He brings up some good points, and we talked about this on Saturday. I, I wouldn't say I'm in lockstep with him because I'm still high on Ben Johnson, but I do agree with him. Bobby Slowick's my top guy, and for a lot of the reasons he laid out, I think Jeff did a good job of going through – all the various things, uh, as to why I think Bobby Slowick is my top candidate. The only thing I'll say, he mentioned, you know, Bobby Slowick moving the pocket and doing those sorts of things. I wonder if Ben Johnson doesn't want to do some of that stuff, if that wouldn't be incorporated in his offense a little bit more. Jared Goff is not meant to do that. I I don't know if it would be, so I I can't definitively say, but at least he's working to his quarterback's strengths. Right, He's not someone that's saying, this is my system, this is what we're doing, I don't care if you fit or not, run the system. I, I like the fact that he is catered to Jared Goff. Jared Goff, a lot of in-breaking routes, that's what he's good at. We'll get into this a little bit later, but I think with Ben Johnson, you might actually have a perfect pairing with who you can get it to. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But Bobby Slowick, to me, is not talked about enough because of what he's done with C.J. Stroud. He's made it as easy as possible for a rookie to step in, and his talent is shining, right? To me, any sport, doesn't matter if you're talking football, baseball, basketball, to me what you need to do is there's a transition from any level, whether you're going to high school to college, college to the pros. There's a transition where you have to learn how to be a player at that next level, right? And then you can kind of turn into being that star, letting the talent shine through. Some guys, it takes a little bit to kind of adjust to the speed. It takes a little bit, right? You see this in baseball a lot. It takes guys sometimes that right away they're, you know, Juan Soto came up and right away he's ready to roll. Other guys, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to understand how pitchers are working with them. In football with a quarterback, sometimes they can come up and struggle right away because they're not used to the speed of the defense or they're asked to do a little bit more than they were in college, like going through their reads. But once the game starts to slow down, then you start to see the talent shine. And it felt like we started to see a little bit of that with Sam in the middle of the year, and then it kind of went back to reverting to old ways. I don't know if that was from the number of hits that added up. I don't quite know. But it feels like with Bobby Slowick and what he did with C.J. Stroud, There was a couple game adjustment period to adjust to the speed, but really early on in the season, I mean, we're talking week five, at worst, week eight, week nine type time frame, you started to see that transition from, okay, I'm a pro quarterback now to, all right, I'm a really good pro quarterback. And you saw it on Saturday. He might already be entering the conversation as a top five quarterback in the league. 
So what Bobby Slowick has been able to do to allow C.J. Stroud to adjust while not having to shoulder throwing the ball 50 times a game I think has been important. And I think it's something that hasn't been talked about enough because the Texans had the number two overall pick, took the right guy at number two. Bobby Slowick works with them, and they're a playoff team. The Commanders could have some parallels there. not saying they're going to the playoffs next year. But they could have some parallels in that they have the number two overall pick. They could bring Slowick in, work with a young quarterback, maybe get the offense figured out. Get out to Kareem, who is in Upper Marlboro. Kareem, what's going on? Uh, good morning. How's it going? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Good. So I literally just got back from Dallas. <laughs> and as a huge Redskins Commanders fan, you know, since the, I guess, 82 Super Bowl, words can't describe how those faces of the Dallas Cowboy fans looked <laughs> when they were literally <laughs> getting their butt whooped <laughs> at home. It it just brought joy to my soul. It literally did. And and the thing is, I guess with their fans, just the arrogance that they just knew they were going to the Super Bowl and just to watch Green Bay go up and down the field, I mean, it was just remarkable. It was remarkable. I think every Commanders fan should go to Texas just to see that if you can. It was it it literally it made my year. That that made my year. What and, made you and, and real quick, Kareem, what made you want to go down there? Yeah. Was it just as hopefully see well, the Cowboys lose? And how did you get out alive that, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> so I actually had a, a couple of friends, uh one of them we, we try to go to a playoff game every year. Okay. And uh and one of them is a huge Cowboy fan and she said, Hey, let's go to the Cowboys game and I said, Well the only way I would go is if they end up playing Green Bay. And and I say that because I, even though I'm a Commanders fan, I also have shares with the Packers. Okay. So I said, you know, I need to go check on my investment. So that was the justification <laughs> for me to go. And so, uh, you know, and I kept saying, listen, the Packers got your number <laughs> in the playoffs. They, they may pull this one out. And everyone said, oh, no, 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 they don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. And then after that first drive, I just looked at him and just started laughing. <laughs> and, and the look of concern started then, right after that first drive. Yeah. And, and the guy sitting next to me was like, this is not going to be good. I said, I told you. When, and sure uh, enough. When did it really set in for those fans that it wasn't going their way? Was it after that first touchdown? It, well, after the first touchdown, there was still some hope. It wasn't until – that two-minute drive right before halftime with Dak through that mm-hmm. interception touchdown. And it was at that point where they said, yeah, this, this, this is not going to work out. And But, you know, listen, coming in the second half, I said, listen, you still have a whole other half. If, if the Vikings could come down from, from 33 points and win, if Jacksonville can do it from last year, you know, maybe you guys can too. And, and then Green Bay got the ball and went down to score touchdown. And <laughs> it was at that point where the fans just threw up, threw their hands up in the air and literally started walking out in the third quarter. And I, it was just, you know, so of course there and there were a ton of Packers fans there, so oh, yeah. I just joined. They would go pack go. It was great. I love it, Kareem. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely, that's great. Guy down at AT and T Stadium going into Jerry's world, letting them know, hey. Well, Packers still own you a little bit. That's fantastic. Let's get one more phone call in here. Let's get out to Chris in Hyattsville. Chris, what's going on? 
Hey, what's going on, Toby? How's it going, Chris? Nice to have you on uh, this holiday. So I want to talk to you because I thought you brought up something interesting about the run game. And I think what a lot of people get wrong about analytics is they think you just plug in a bunch of numbers and, you know, find the optimal play and just run it no matter what. It, because it, whatever play that is yields the most yardage or the highest expected points. But if you take, for example, baseball, right, Spencer Strider had the highest whiff percentage in baseball last season. And he threw four pitches. His, the one with the best whiff rate was slider. So you would say, well, he should throw the slider every pitch because that's the one that most people swing and miss on. But he throws the fastball 50% of the time. Now, why does he do that? You're a baseball guy. Why do you think he does that? Well, it works better when you have something to work off of, right? So it's not – Right, well, if, you if have the hitter is sitting and, slider yeah. every pitch – he's either going to get a walk because he knows the slider is most often out of the zone yeah. or he's going to figure out how to hit it. And it's the same principle with running, with calling offensive play calling in football. If you pass, 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 and the defense can either neglect the run game or doesn't have to prepare for it, then they can sit on the pass. And that was the problem with the enemy's offense all season is that they didn't ever run intentionally and the other teams never feared it. So they could sit back, cover you know, swamp the, the our, our, our wide receivers and press and pass for us. How? Now, you, even you have to run to show variability, to introduce variability, so the defense can't predict what you're going to do, even if those runs are ineffectual. Yep. And that's what a lot of people who hate the run game don't understand about the importance of not even just the run game, but varying your play calling so that you keep the defense on its heels. And that's what a lot of people, especially your podcast co-hosts, Grant, don't <laughs> seem to understand about running the ball. Well, and there's different philosophies. Chris, appreciate the phone call. I'm not going to throw G&D under the bus here. But I know that they're more along the analytically driven. And again, that's not necessarily wrong. Their point is they want to see the most effective play options called at all times. And so I get their point. But to Chris's point, you can run the football. It may be not be as effective, but the fact that you're committed to it forces those linebackers to come up and run support. Right? Think about when you watch the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're the best at this, the play-action game. Because I think the play-action game is so important, especially for a young quarterback, because think about when RG3 was getting developed in 2012 when he had his rookie of the year season. How many times were dudes just wide open? Wide open. Why? Because they had to respect the run game. I get that it's a different type of run game with the read option, but you had to respect the run game. Think of what San Francisco does. They turn around, fake it to Christian McCaffrey. Those linebackers either hesitate, take a step or two forward, and now Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk running that 15-yard in route right behind where those linebackers were, that's open now. So Purdy doesn't have to be perfect. Purdy doesn't have to do anything incredible. He just throws it right over that linebacker into that little hole that was vacated because the linebacker stepped up. That's why I think being able to run the football is so important because it helps play action and it takes some pressure off your quarterback. So I think that you saw, and we can get into some of the numbers, I think you can look at all four wins in this wildcard weekend and see each one of those teams was more committed to the run game, especially than what you saw Washington this year, but probably than their opponent in that game. And that's it's not the reason that they won, but I think that it helps you win in January. And ultimately, that's what you want to do because that's how you get to February and playing in a Super Bowl. So I think Washington needs to take a book, a page out of the book of these guys where 
you can still run the ball, even if it's not the most efficient, but you still got to be committed to it because if they can just sit back there and pass, like in pass defense, like Chris was saying, it becomes incredibly hard, especially when you got a young quarterback. 800 636 1067. Feel free to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Toby Altizer in for B. Mitch and Finley today on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Toby Altizer in for B. Mitch and Finley today, 800-636-1067 if you want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Already got people trying to get me to throw Grant Paulson under the bus, so we're off to a great start on a Monday here. Let's get out to Mitch in New Jersey. Mitch, what's going on? Hey, Mitch, what's going on? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. Toby, I'm sorry. My mistake. You're good. Um... Hey, uh, great games by Love and Goff. Love, I guess it must be kicking Aaron Rodgers that he had a better playoff game much sooner in his career, and he was the right pick. You know, he's built for the future, always looking down the road, right? And then Goff, too. I mean, the Rams maybe should have been a little more patient. And they gave up a lot of strap, and he's a Hall of Famer. But that's going to be some game. And he, I think the 49ers and even Baltimore is going to have their hands full because I think those two teams – will be in the championship game playing against some young quarterback. Um, thanks again. That's all I got. Yeah, appreciate it, Mitch. Let's get out to Ronnie, who is in northern Maryland. Ronnie, what's going on? You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. I'm oh, just, just excited to see the Cowboys lose the way they did. Um, <laughs> and it's, it, it, yeah, and also, I can't wait to the day that we actually are in the playoffs and we're making a we're making a statement. I I got good good feelings. Things are coming coming down the pike for us, and it's gonna it's gonna change. I just need the, I want the Eagles to lose. I want them Ratbirds in Baltimore to lose too. Because even though I'm from Northern Maryland, we up here when we're Skins fans slash Commanders, we have another rival. It's that Rat that them Ratbirds in Baltimore, and I just want them to lose too. So that'll make that'll make the playoffs for me. But that um, uh, Lions. Rams game was probably the most entertaining game the whole weekend so far. I'm hoping the two games today will be nice and entertaining too. But, but it's just it's just nice to see them Cowboys fall off. <laughs> that made Isn't my it? that made my weekend. Isn't it, Ronnie? Appreciate the phone call. And that's the thing that we've had to be resorted to as Commanders fans recently, basically my entire lifetime. Hopefully, it changes soon. Is that we're just rooting against teams in the playoffs? We're not rooting for anybody. Maybe you have a, a second team or you like a certain player and you're rooting for them, but we're just usually rooting against somebody. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys. In his case, he's rooting against the Ravens. He's rooting against the Eagles today. I kind of think the Eagles win today. I think they – I don't know that it's going to be 
something where they run away with it. I also don't think that they're going to get fully back on track and get back to the Philly team that kind of was a juggernaut that went to the NFC Championship, went to the Super Bowl last year. I don't think that they're going to be that Philadelphia again, but I think Nick Sirianni, especially with A.J. Brown out today, is going to understand that he needs to pound the rock. I mean, again, what I've been talking about, I think you still need to run the football. I think that Philly's going to understand they need to get back to the ground game because that's their bread and butter. Jalen Hurts is not meant to be a drop back 50 times a game passer, even though he's getting paid like one. That's really not his strength. His ability is on on the ground, handing the ball off to Swift, running the ball. And for whatever reason, it seemed like they got away from that. And so to me, and I want to talk about this next hour with you guys. Feel free to chime in if you'd like. Again, 800-636-1067. We're going to take a look at some of these potential head coaching candidates that we've seen already in the playoffs. We'll see some today. You know, some people like Brian Johnson out of Philadelphia. I'm kind of out on some of these guys. You know, I just haven't seen as much as I'd like. We'll talk about some of the defensive coaches that are potential candidates that we saw already play in the playoffs. Sometimes I haven't seen as much as I'd like out of some of these guys. Not to say that if they were to come here, they couldn't figure things out. Not to say that you should judge a guy off of one bad day, even though it is the playoffs. I mean, it, it means a lot more, obviously. But I think with Philly, they've just got to get back to running the football and building off of that and going from there. And I think they'll win today because I just don't think the Buccaneers are very good. I think that whole division was kind of trash. But I think Philly wins today, but I think they're going to lose in Detroit next week. I think we're we're bound for a San Francisco-Detroit in San Fran NFC Championship game, which, frankly, I think that the Niners will probably stomp all over them. To me, it seems like the Niners, it's not an easy road, but it's probably the, I, I guess beating the Lions isn't easy, but it, it's about as easy a road as they've had in a while to get back to the Super Bowl. So I, I think that you could see them kind of run through the NFC. I think the AFC is incredibly intriguing because if Buffalo wins today, which I think we all expect, going up against Pittsburgh, 10-point favorites, I don't think there's any question we all think Buffalo is going to win. If Buffalo wins, we get a whole new wrinkle in this Bills and Chiefs rivalry that we haven't seen really since 2020 before it was really a, a rivalry that we'd seen in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have to go on the road to Buffalo to take them on. We haven't seen that. So I'm interested to see if Buffalo can win today. I think that makes the AFC playoffs so intriguing because you got the Ravens still. I think they still might be the best team in the NFL. But at times, maybe not at the end of the year, but at times throughout the year, we saw them blow some pretty sizable leads or games that they really should have had in hand. They kind of let get away from them. So it's going to be intriguing playoffs in the AFC. NFC, not so much, but got some good games to watch today. I'm sure everybody's going to be rooting for the Buccaneers today. I kind of think the Eagles get it done, but... Wouldn't hurt to see a Bucks win today as well. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines talking about the reaction to Wild Card Weekend as well as some of the coaches that we've seen. What did you make of it? Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris, all guys that are potential head coaching candidates for here in D.C. What did you make of their performances and the games that we've seen so far in Wild Card Weekend? Again, 800-636-1067. Hop in on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. Toby Altizer in for B. Mitch and Finley. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you.